Welcome to KAW Radio. Broadcast every Thursday via Spreaker.com, we bring to you the latest news and information on kick-ass wrestling. The Zenith for British Underground Wrestling since 2008. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a little bit early, but it's KAW Radio. It's episode 5 of series 7. Um, the reason being is because there's apparently graps for days. So, uh, yep, we're here a little early. Uh, it's, uh, well, it's 11 o'clock on Wednesday, the 28th of November. I'm your host, David Lovell. Um, I might as well get right into the, thi- the meat of the matter, as it were. Um, we have six matches for December to remember this coming Saturday at St Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell. Um, and, uh, of course, we've got, obviously, the kind of uh, grapple goodness that you would expect from your your, lo- your local friendly undergraps gang. Um, as, uh, well, six matches, um, hopefully... Um, if everyone's present and correct, every championship, I believe, is on the line. All three titles are on the line. Um, and it's going to be an interesting one. We're going to talk about that later on. Um, but right now, at the moment, I'm just trying to uh, make sure that I do have uh, some results to talk about. Because, indeed, I was at the wrestling um, this past Friday... And indeed, this past Monday. So, uh, yeah, there was lots of stuff happening. Um, but uh, no doubt I will give you uh, some of the information, uh, no doubt. Um, but uh, as a matter of fact, I can't find any results for some reason for Friday's show, which was show 99 on my list for the year, which was uh, London School of Lucia Libre versus Knucklelocks Gym. Um, when worlds collide, um, and with all the brouhaha about uh, exclusive exclusivity uh, among contracts uh, for in British wrestling in the last couple of days, um, we've certainly been shown that the future is pretty much here, and that the future British wrestling, um, if the um, LSLL Knuckle Locks When Worlds Collide show it was anything to go by it's in very very safe hands so um, I know a lot of people are saying that uh, the big bad WWE are killing the industry um, and they well if you watched Monday Night Raw I do apologise in advance for the fact that you watched Monday Night Raw this past Monday apparently it was one of the worst episodes of that television show that they have done in a long long time um to the point where I know seasoned watchers of WWE have decided, fuck them, fuck that company, I'm going to watch something else. Um, but, uh, uh, like I said, in, you know, obviously WWE, they're the biggest, and sometimes we do see some parallels of what happened 30 odd years ago with the expansion. Um, everyone knows that Vince McMahon pretty much uh, bullied his way to um, national international success one could argue um he was very you know ruthless and cutthroat throughout the 1980s um but that you know that was successful and the wwe is where it is today as a result of that national expansion which started um back in the in in the 1980s and you know was off the heels of hulk hogan being super hot amongst a cast of characters um that you know 
were red hot as far as the wrestling industry was concerned. And the competition, although um, the other territories, as it were, garnered themselves toward traditional professional wrestling rather than the quote-unquote sports entertainment fad at the time that uh, they thought was going to be a fad, um, they could not compete either financially uh, as far as the box office concerned or indeed as far as um, talent was concerned, um, although there were several major exceptions in that era. But uh, that's, a, that's a story for another time, actually. That's a, that's a discussion point for another, ta- for another time. Um, I'll be honest, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a... Looking at it now, it's certainly a debate that could be had um, in 2018, obviously, um, with the whole rumour that basically WWE are doubling down on contracts of NXT UK performers... Um, uh, with effect from 2019, um, but like I said, it's all—it's all early days, really. It's hard to really say um, if anything is true until really it happens. That's the the proof, as it were, is in the pudding. Um, so I imagine a lot of people are kind of a little bit gun become a bit gun shy obviously with these certain performers having been you know even making their final appearance in certain promotions or being pulled from these promotions altogether so i know a lot of people are worried that their favorites may not be able to uh, wrestle as many times as they like or in in the places that they would like um but that's certainly like i said something to be seen in the in the in the future um as far as I'm personally concerned, um, the wrestling boom is still, you could argue, still going. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's all, you know, who knows what the future holds? Because I'll be honest, I, I'll be honest, looking at uh, what happened back in, well, let's see, 2008. Um, I could I could use that. It's like ten years ago, two thousand eight. British wrestling was on its ass, in my personal opinion. Um, it was kind of at the trough that because uh, obviously back in about two thousand and two, you had the revival show at Crystal Palace, um, and that helped heat up wrestling here in the UK. Um, promotions such as the DFWA, IPWK, um, from like 2003 through to 2006 really did uh, catch fire and then the FWA died on the vine um you had some interesting ideas i.e. the RQW shows with the production values and the monthly shows at York Hall which was unheard of back then absolutely 100% unheard of but at the same time um if we're being perfectly honest they didn't draw, and that's what's always been the um, major issue. You can have the best product in the world, but if it doesn't draw, then you don't mean shit, quite frankly, in many people's eyes. Um, and then from about 2007 through to 2012, you could argue there was a little bit of a, an idea, as it were, um, you know, proofing more and more that wrestling is a little bit cyclical. Obviously, you had a huge slump coming off the heels of world of sport being cancelled in the late 1980s the 1990s were basically um you, you know the british wrestling scene in the 90s was scorched earth pretty much um so as far as all of that's concerned then you know 
wrestling is cyclical. I mean, who knows? In the next five years, we could be seeing another dip, as it were. But I think that the industry as a whole is in a far better position to recover, as it were. So, uh, as far as all that's concerned, keep calm and carry on, wrestling fans. As far as that's, that's personally what I would like to do, um, and I'm sure that uh, you know you you grab fans listening to this um, will certainly do that too. Um, so obviously we've got a lot to talk about and uh, a very little bit, a little bit of time. So I'm I'm in trying to um, keep it short and sweet if I humanly can uh but like i said at the moment i'm just trying to find um the results from this past monday uh, this past friday excuse me um the like i said the london school for the libre versus knuckle locks when world collide show took place this past friday at resistance gallery um and it was a hell of a show um which is a bit annoying because um I have the memory of a goldfish anyway, so when I I actually do have to read the results like physically, either on the internet or on paper, um, and I am genuinely drawing a blank on what what fucking occurred. If I'm honest with you, uh, which is super annoying for me, but super annoying for you. But um, I'll probably talk about that on my 2018 program exploits bonus episode, um, which will probably be in two parts because everyone knows that on. KW Radio, we have an hour, a three-hour time limit. I've done... Well, I've just... I'm coming off of doing my 100th show. So, it's going to probably be split into two into two parts. And that'll be very interesting. As a matter of fact, I'm looking to record um, part one of that in the next week or so. Um, and then part two, obviously, I'll do once... Uh, probably do it over the Christmas period. But uh, that might not even drop until the first week of January because of course uh, the final show of the year is on December 30th so that it makes sense perhaps to uh, to just uh, put that on ice a little bit but um, I mean the, the bonus episode probably won't drop until either the last week of December or the first week of January um, so yeah <coughs> oh, excuse me um so yeah, I mean, I I I will say this about the um, the show this past Friday, very entertaining throughout. Um, uh, that the, the um, bacon lettuce talk segment with Solomon Lamb and Tarquin may be one of the most ridiculously uh, entertaining segments I've ever witnessed. Um, let's just say that. Uh, shenanigans aplenty happened um i mean if anyone can actually tell me what the results were for friday that would be greatly helped uh of course go to tinyurl.com slash kw radio if you uh you know and go on to our uh, hit you know you can even hit me on the dms or you can hit me up on our chat function on that the um on the page as well so uh yeah do that um and then maybe i can fucking uh read some results without uh, feeling I do have Alzheimer's. Um, truth is, I don't. I, I have been recovering from a really bad um, bug. I, I don't know. I think I picked it up on Tuesday. So as soon as I get back to my shoot job is when I pick it up. So I can't blame the wrestling. I can't blame anything else. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
I blame I, I blame the bastards at work. Um, and uh, say nout out about it uh, from there. Oh, excuse me. Anyway, um, I will talk about Monday because when was that? Fuck. That was only what? <sighs> Jesus Christ. I, I do have the fucking memory of a sieve at the moment. Um, No, but uh, that was only on Monday. It was Progress Chapter 79, uh, One Big Neck with Sausage Hands. Um, and my fucking word, I enjoyed this thoroughly. Um, like I said, post-Wembley, it seems that Progress have found their mojo once again. They they did with Chapter 78. This was the continuation of it, in my personal opinion. Um, okay, so Dark Match saw Jordan Brakes defeat Joe Bailey. Um, really entertaining um, Dark Match there. Opening contest of the main show saw Jordan Devlin defeat Mark Andrews. Um, on second was a women's match, unsurprisingly, which saw... Um, Gianni and Laura DiMatteo defeat Charlie Morgan and Nina Samuels. Then Drew Parker versus Jimmy Havoc didn't happen. Um, as Drew had some buddies to uh, beat the fuck out of Havoc. Uh, namely, um, William Eva, uh, Chuck Mambo and Spike Trevay. Um, so it looks like uh, Drew Parker's call to um, those who have hacked off at the... Um, Let's say the dinosaurs of progress. Uh, well, let's just say that that was quite a popular response. <laughs> um, so, technically that didn't happen. So, the CAD slash bounders of progress put another women's match on. So, the women's matches technically were second and third. Because, like I said, Drew Parker, Jimmy Havoc didn't happen. Um, but uh, it didn't matter really because it was a, f- you know, it w- this was a good matchup as Jordan Grace... Uh, defeated Isla Dawn. Um, and then the second, uh, first half, excuse me, finished off with uh, Trent Seven retaining the Progress Atlas Division Championship over um, one half of the world tag, uh, the Progress World Tag Team Champions, Kyle Fletcher. He's a heavyweight, you know. Um, and this was, this was a great Atlas matchup as well. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, and if you didn't, then you're fucking, get, you, you should, uh, Get your head checked, quite frankly. It was it was good stuff. Um, then we had ridiculous shenanigans between the Anti-Fun Police and Team Tremendous. AFP won that one. Um, apparently, there was a shooting. Really? In, in Camden? Wow. Colour me surprised. Although I didn't see anything. I saw absolutely fuck all. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> less said about that, the better. Um... And then the, the the top two matches, absolute brilliant stuff. Eddie Dennis defeated Mark Haskins. And then both those guys got beat up by Drew Parker and his buddies. Um, and then your main event. Oh, I tell you what, this was fucking mental. Um, and also the circumstances behind one of the participants almost missing the show, which uh, I only found out afterwards. Travis Banks defeated David Starr. And apparently... Um, David Starr had only gotten into the country about a couple of hours before the show, or even or even as the show started. So I had to race to the ballroom in an Uber um, or some 
something along those lines. Uh, just absolutely fucking crazy. Um, but uh, fucking hell, was that was a fucking brilliant little main event. So uh, hats off to Progress. They've, like I said, they found their form once again. They found their their proverbial mojo um, because that was something which um, a lot of people really thought that they had lost um and uh i can see why to be fair um because um i mean looking at it now um the runner i mean they had so many problems between like super strong style 16 and wembley my fucking word did they have so many snafus and problems and injuries and everything else it's amazing it is quite frankly amazing that uh, they were able to get a anything resembling a match on the, on that fucking card at Wembley at all so fair fucks to them you know fair play to progress for actually making the worst of a bad situation but when i mean when their back's against the wall, you can you could tell. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, you can see what happens when they don't have any of those issues, and it's just you know everything clicks, and it was uh, good stuff. Good stuff, quite frankly. Um, so obviously the final progress show of the year in London at the uh, ballroom is unboxing live uh chap that's chapter 82 on the 30th of december they've got a double header uh sheffield and manchester in december um i'd like to go up to up north a little bit more for the for the wrestling i mean it took me a fucking what it took me a fucking fair while to uh to get uh to get to sheffield actually and i did that last month so you know, um, at the end of the day, um, you know, I liked, I, I did like uh, what I saw on Monday, and I liked what I saw on Friday. So shows ninety nine and one hundred were, yeah, good stuff. It was all good stuff, quite frankly. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, um, like I said, progress. Have had a bit of flack in the last few months for kind of losing their edge a little bit, and obviously they are, of course, a uh, promotion now affiliated with the big bad corporation, as it were. But at the same time, uh, they do have some of the best talent in the world wrestling for them, um, and. It'll be interesting to see how their 2019 um, is affected, I guess. Um, but uh, who knows? We'll find out, I suppose. Um, but uh, moving on. Um, and, well, I'm just trying to finalise this card, actually, for um, December to Remember. And it's a fucking good little card, actually. So, uh, 
<clears throat> if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I joke. I joke and I jest, but at the same time, it's uh, it's certainly going to be um, a very interesting card, let's just say that. So I'm going to go and uh, take a quick break. It's now 20 past 11 as we listened live on episode 5 KW Radio Season 7. It's Weezer with Island in the Sun, and we'll get to that card for December to remember. Sun by Weezer, and uh, I've gotten some partial results courtesy of Mr. Liam Stevens, uh, my esteemed colleague in the executive committee and former general manager, and all overall good egg. Uh, 
apparently I have to say he's an overall good egg. Fair play. Uh, <laughs> I do have some partial results, actually, from uh, this past Friday, um, which would be fucking brilliant if uh, Facebook decided to actually update them. Uh, Bjorn, Bo- Bjorn Bowman defeated uh, Roy Johnson. Um, uh, I believe that was um, thanks in part to interference from Sadie Gibbs, who uh, is aligned with uh, Bowman. Uh, NIC and Connor Mills, so Team Knuckle Locks, defeated... Um, Costa K, Bruno Brown, and according to Liam, third one who he's drawing a blank. That would be Ray Presto, if I'm correct, who was the third member of Team LSLL in its six-man tag team matchup. Um, uh, again, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to find the um, the graphics, if anything, because that kind of sort of helps. Uh, Rebel Kenny won Lucha Chaos, which was the main event uh, of the evening. Um, uh, I think there was a match between Malik and Jordan Brakes, if I'm correct. Hang on, let me double check. Um, in the teachers versus students um, matchup, um, that would be the t- t- the teachers team of uh, Daryl Allen and Greg Burridge, who defeat David Francisco and Mara Chavez. Um, so it's kind of sort of coming back to me, if I'm honest with you. Uh, I did take a load of pictures, but unfortunately my camera is currently recharging because it's uh, going to be in action tomorrow when I return to Rescal for another show. Um, so yeah, figure that shit out. Um, but uh, yeah, at the moment I'm just sort of oh, it's it's, it's a pain in the ass because my uh, phone is blowing up with. Uh, requests to enter the two qualifying matches for the Saul Taylor Classic. But uh, bear in mind, we've got 10 wrestlers who are going to be in this. Um, So these two uh, qualifiers, as it were, uh, are going to be um, basically... you know, the, the, these 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 two are going to get, uh, guarantee, I suppose, entrance into into um, the tournament. So, I, I bear in mind that I've also drawn a bracket and on the um, back of this uh, sheet that I've just written the written some notes on. And uh, yeah, so to give you an idea of how the f- the, the, the t- tournament is going to work, you have got the semi-finals and finals on uh, January nineteenth. Uh, at the Saul Taylor Classic finale. First round matches. Four first round matches are going to take place on January 4th at Wrestle Empire. Bear that in mind, okay? So these two qualifiers are to... Because for lack of a better expression, we've got six participants already um, that have been drawn. Um, it's just a case of trying to figure out who the remaining two slots are going to be filled by. That's uh, for December to remember. And they're going to be the first two contests of the afternoon. Uh, That's something to bear in mind. Now, um, we were reluctant, actually, to put this guy in one of the qualifiers. Because, uh, actually, there's one match where we were reluctant to put both guys in a qualifier. But we feel that one one man's returning... 
uh, from an absence. One man is keen to just do his shift, do a shift as it were. If he wants to prove himself as the winner of the Classic, he wants to earn his spot in it. So fair play to both of them. And the fact that you know they've been in higher profile matches since um, tells you something about both men. So the first Sawtailer Classic qualifier, which actually is going to be on second on my format, um, is going to pit two um, former champions um, and two people who I think, if they win this, they could very well be a favourite to win the Classic outright. And the committee have decided that these two would pair up pretty well in a, a singles matchup. So the first Sawtailer Classic qualifier that I can announce is on second, bear in mind. So I, I will um, read the card um, in match order in a moment. But the first qualifier that the committee want me to announce on their behalf is Mark West versus Party Time Pete. So Party Time Pete is back from uh, the ankle injury that he suffered at the hands of Jimmy Suzuki at the start of November at Shot of Glory. It was... Um, Feared that he had broken his ankle, which uh, forced the referee stoppage, of course. Um, but Pete, um, Pete's got a knack for winning tournaments. Uh, he, of course, won the King of Castle Danger tournament two years running. So much so, Mr. Danger decided to retire the tournament this year. So Pete um, is back in action. Um, in the f- qualifying rounds of the Saul Taylor Classic, yes, I know. But when you see that there are, you know, other people in there who are almost as worthy of getting a first round spot by default anyway, it's difficult really when you've got that glut of talent, as it were. So Pete's in there. Also, so is Mark West. Now West, of course, he shuttles in and out from Jamaica. Uh, And West actually said to me, if you can get me a date, I'll stay in the UK for two weeks and have Chaos keep running the school. So, of course, Chaos and West jointly run the um, the uh, school that training school in Montego Bay. Um, and basically, West said um, if there was a slot on the card for December to remember to keep him in mind, and indeed there is. So Party Time Pete squares off with Mark West. Um, the opener, the opening contest of what should be a very interesting card, pits Irish Assassin 3 against the... Well, I think he's uh, returning again, but he missed November Payne, of course. It's El Cuerno Erecto who uh, enters the tournament at the qualifying stage as does Irish Assassin 3 who is in a, on a bit of a, a roll as it were, he's gotten a couple of victories under his belt, no question about it, IA3 now has that confidence and that momentum, but El Cuerno Erecto is a, sneaky, is a sneaky bugger, let's just hope that he doesn't get disqualified as it were but uh, that should be a very interesting opening contest and two qualifying matchups in the Saul Taylor Classic have now been signed. And of course, you've got the f- remainder of the card, which is going to be fucking incredible as well. You have Jimmy Suzuki defending the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship against... Oh, excuse me. Uh, that's not Jimmy Suzuki. That's a uh, horse mate, I should say. Excuse me. But, wait a minute. 
Ah, that's why. The, the committee have put Jimmy Suzuki versus The Muscle because the committee are dicks. And the reason why is because they believe that Suzuki didn't get a fair rematch. Or didn't get a fair shake. Uh, and didn't necessarily... They feel that Charon Parker, our senior official, had there were some shenanigans in regards to Mr. Parker. So they have decided to have Suzuki have a rematch regardless at December. To remember, so... Bit of a change of pace, as it were, this. So this is going to be a three-way contest for the international title. The Muscle, of course, earned a title shot at uh, November Payne two weeks ago. Jimmy Suzuki, of course, is the former champion. And Horsemeat, of course, won the championship at November Payne. It's super fucking confusing, especially when you don't read the fucking format that the committee have just given you a second ago properly. So to recap, we have a three way contest for the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship as Horsemeat defends against Jimmy Suzuki and The Muscle. Now, the reason why I kind of read it like it was Jimmy Suzuki versus The Muscle is because initially I thought that the committee were just looking to book a number one contenders matchup to guarantee who would get the first title shot at Wrestle Empire. Of course, The Muscle's title shot is guaranteed for December to remember regardless. So... Yeah, thank you, committee, for really confusing the fuck out of me. Um, sometimes with, uh, I, you know, bear in mind, right, as a man who used to oversee a lot of this shit as commissioner, I feel that the committee tend to throw curveballs for the sake of curveballs. But that's just me. Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Now, Tyson Snow will substitute for Joker on the tag title side. Uh, teaming up with Psycho Yank. Um, so the Americanists are kind of, as a result of the Freebird rule, recognized as tag team champions once again. And they take on B&B, and this mount is going to be a Texas Deathmatch. Now, the reason why a Texas Deathmatch has been signed is because the KW Executive Committee saw the matchup at Carpe Diem 2017 between B&B and Gotham Vice. Um, now the Texas Death Match is simple. No rules. No disqualifications. No falls. Well, there technically are falls. Because if you can garner a fall or a submission on a wrestler. Preferably a fall. It's easy on the referee. They then have the count of 10 to answer the bell. If they can't, then they're eliminated. Um, and... It's utter fucking chaos. A tag team Texas death match is even more chaotic. So basically, you have to render your opponent so badly hurt they cannot answer the bell for the count of 10. And it's elimination rules as well for the World Tag Team Championship. Then we have the Christmas rules match. Um, as Santa's dad, the King of Slay style, is back uh, for his yearly sojourn to kick-ass wrestling. And he squares off against a man who we think is going to be funny. And funny creates Christmas rules matches. Uh, that's the whole point. It's a little bit of comedy. It's a little bit of Christmas Yuletide-themed humour. So Santa's dad squares off with Xavier James um, of Essex Strong Style. Um, so that'll be interesting. All three members of Essex Strong Style um, in action, in singles competition... 
Um, although they will probably be looking at B&B versus Yank and Snow very closely as well. Um, Essex Strong Style, of course, this time last year, were the number one contenders for the World Tag Team Championship. And, of course, they've not had their rematch for the titles as of yet. Um, although, bearing in mind, of course, we've got the Saul Taylor Classic. Uh, potentially, you've got Pete in there. Potentially, uh, Horsemeat and Xavier James could be selected to enter the tournament. So, at the very least, you're looking at maybe the Saul Taylor Classic finale on the 19th of January, depending on whether all three or two out of three members of Essex Strong Style have been eliminated from the tournament, or even if, you know, say both, you know, two members of Essex Strong Style make the final, um, you could see Essex Strong Style get a title shot in February. It's uh, quite the crapshoot if you are a fan of Essex Strong Style. Um, and then your main event um, is for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. Nothing much else needs to be said. DL Hicks versus Drayton Gray for the top prize in Kick-Ass Wrestling. I am looking forward to this one because it is a matchup which I think have, has had a lot of anticipation. Drayton has been arguably the MVP of the year. He's been dogged by injuries in the last six months. However, he gets a one-on-one -on -one title shot against D.L. Hicks, who won the title at KW10 and has vowed to rule the championship with an iron fist. Um, now, I don't think that these two have had too much in the way of interactions with each other in, in recent times, but this is shaping up to be a hell of a matchup. Now, one thing to note is that both men are going into this less than 100%. D.L. Hicks um, is suffering from a recurring back injury. He's actually fought through that, fought through the pain, as it were. Um, but he has vowed to get to December to remember to defend the title regardless. Drayton Gray, I understand, um, uh, has suffered a uh, cracked rib at November pain. So he's two weeks removed from suffering a very debilitating injury in the form of a cracked rib. Um, many people say that he shouldn't be wrestling at all, but such is the desire for Drayton to become the undisputed champion once again. He is desperate to become the champion, and uh, many people, I believe, are desperate to see him dethrone D.L. Hicks. Um, I mean, Gray took part in, uh, um, uh, you know, took took part in a in a hell of a three-way matchup, <coughs> excuse me, for the Undisputed Championship number one contendership. So he earned the title shot, but got injured at the same time in that same match. So to say the least, Gray knows the sacrifices that he's had to make in order to get this shot. And of course, Gray won the championship absolutely out of nowhere back at uh, um, the tail end British style after chaos. Uh, uh, yeah, and, no, excuse me, it was April Dawes, as a matter of fact. Uh, at the tail end of April Dawes, um, when. Uh, I tell you what, the undisputed title scene has just been absolutely mental. Of course, chaos won the title. At uh, April Dawes, Drayton Gray defeated him in a impromptu challenge to win the title. 
Drayton then had to vacate the championship um, at Car for Carpe Diem. Chaos won the title back. Um, and then Chaos got um, forced out of KW at KW10 at the hands of Blaze. And then Hicks has since become the champion in that big four-way matchup back at, uh, at KW10 on day two, as a matter of fact. It has been chaotic, but the Undisputed Championship is one of those incredible titles which really brings out the best in anyone. And I feel, even though they're less than 100%, D.L. Hicks and Drayton Gray are going to steal the show. So, slight changes to your card, but six huge matches nonetheless have been signed. Uh, we have Saul, the Saul Taylor Classic qualifying matchups. As Irish Assassin three squares off with um, El Cuano Erecto. Party Time Pete takes on Mark West in the second qualifier. Uh, we have a three-way contest for the International Championship as The Muscle and J Jimmy Suzuki take on Horsemeat, the current champion. We then have Texas Deathmatch for the World Tag Team Championships. Psycho Yank and Tyson Snow take on B&B. Um, Christmas Rules, Santa's Dad squares off with Xavier James. And finally, Drayton Gray challenges DL Hicks for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. And also, one more thing to note is that we will also finally, because um, we had a few problems in announcing this, we will finally announce, better late than never, and at least it's in 2018, we will finally announce the 2018 inductee into the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, like I said, there have been some issues uh, as far as um, trying to... Uh, what it was, it was? It was just a simple case of dotting some I's and crossing some T's um, because the executive committee voted on who to induct. There were two people and it was almost like a dead... It was a deadlock, quite frankly, which was super frustrating for a lot of people but at the same time it was not exactly going to be a slight on the other guy because many people believe that the other guy is going to be a potential inductee in 2019 so it wasn't necessarily an issue um there was like i said a few people who were like oh really uh, but at the same time it was just bluster over nothing quite frankly and so we now have that official. We will talk about that and announce that inductee into the Hall of Fame um, at December to remember. Okay. Finally, we got there. Um, little potpourri, as it were. Still, and still editing. Like a motherfucker. I, at the moment, I'm just sort of bogged down on the video package, which I want to try and do. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I want to get, I want to do some something for, a little special for KW10. Uh, but at the same time, I I would I I think at the end of the day, KW10 is looking to be um, a very cool looking show anyway. <clears throat> right, um, and then. Well, we've got upcoming events, so um, let's briefly talk about them, if we must. Um, now, the reason why I'm not going to be broadcasting tomorrow, and the reason I'm broadcasting tonight, 
uh, is simply because I will be at IWL Set It On Fire, which is at Resistance Gallery in Bethnal Green. Uh, that my home away from home is where I show number 101 of what has been a brutal uh, 12 months, as it were. Uh, a brutal 12 months for, you know, where I will be. Um, and like I said, 101 shows. So this is not much of a surprise, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, so that's going to take place. Uh, taking a look at some of the card uh, you've got T Darcy Stone and Bruno Brown versus Mara Chavez and Laura Di Matteo Buffalo Soldier versus the OJMO uh, Chuck Mambo versus JJ Lynch Eddie Dennis versus Connor Mills David Francisco versus Maverick Mayhew as they put their streaks on the line Santos from Portugal against Spike Trevay um, Charlie Evans versus Jade and I think that's it one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches have been signed. And my fucking word, some really good fucking matches. It's a credit to IWL. Um, yeah, they've moved out of the springy venue. I love that fucking springy venue in um, Silvertown where they held their first couple of shows. Um, I joked um, when we went there for Genesis, which was their first show back in, I think, January. I joked that it was the... It was a former test lab for the Ministry of Silly Walks. And it stuck. <laughs> it stuck. Um, carrying on. Uh, Battle Pro Wrestling. I'll be there at Tudor Livesey Hall in Sydenham on Friday, 30th of November. What a card they've got. They've got a really good card here. Uh, they've got, uh, taking a look, David Francisco versus Sid Minnelli. In the gender tag match, Roy Johnson and Mercedes Blaze versus James Castle and Zoe Lucas. Short Fuse, Matt Walker versus Charlie Peterson. Five and five tag match between Team Knuckle Locks and Team Wrestleforce. Um, the OJMO versus Connor Mills. Tag titles are on the line. Craft Beating Company take on the NIC. And your main event is Jordan Brakes challenging Sammy Smoove for the Bella Pro Wrestling Championship. Uh, then, of course, we've got our show, December to remember 2018. Uh, at St Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell. Once again, to recap the card, you have two Saul Taylor Classic qualifying matchups. So the winners enter the tournament proper, starting at Wrestle Empire on January 4th. Irish Assassin 3 takes on El Cueno Erecto. And Party Time Pete returns to action after injury as he squares off with Mark West. International Championship will be on the line now in a three-way contest. A little change to your previously scheduled bill. As Jimmy Suzuki, former champion, the Muscle, former champion, take on Horsemeat, the current champion. Tag team titles are on the line in a Texas death match as Tyson Snow substitutes for Joker to team with the Psycho Yank as they take on former world tag team champions B&B. &B. Xavier James is the man who challenges Santa's dad this year in the notorious Christmas rules match. And your main event sees the prick D.L. Hicks square off with Drayton Gray with the undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship up for grabs. Uh, on Sunday, the 2nd of December, I will be at British Empire Wrestling, um, as they present a really loaded bill um, at the K&K Stadium, Tooting and Mitcham Football Club in uh, Mitcham. And uh, taking a look at uh, what I thought was the card, it's actually... Um, it's actually a uh, 
It's actually the poster. The poster looks sexy though, to be fair. Um, trying to find... Oh, goodness me. This is a pain in the ass. Anyway, so they've got dude matches. They've got three dude matches, if I'm right. Which is uh, pretty... pretty Plenty of uh, dude matches for a British Empire wrestling show. Uh, and where is it? I, I did actually have the fucking card here a second ago. It was super annoying. Um... Please hold. Actually, don't. It's quarter to ten, and I want to wrap up by... It's quarter to midnight. I want to wrap up by then. Okay, so this is part of the card that they've got. Um, so they've got um, Damien squaring off against the British giant Charlie Winston. I've not seen Charlie Winston in action before. I've heard some good things about him, though. European Championship is on the line. Short Fuse Matt Walker takes on former British Empire Wrestling Heavyweight Champion Kyle Ashmore. Um, then there's another matchup as well on the men's side. But I can't find who it is. But the women's side is fucking mental. You're starting off with Shana versus Mercedes Blaze. The Deeds match, where the winner gets a contract for a match of their choice in the next 12 months. Sadie Gibbs squares off with Madison Miles, Sky Smithson, and Alexis Falcon. Um, tag team action as Rose Wild teams with um, the Australian grappler Kellyanne as they take on the Pretty Little Killers, the team of Ruby Radley and Ivy. Um, Shotty Blackheart, Dan the Man Oakton's favourite wrestler, takes on Zan Phoenix. Jay takes on Little Miss Roxy in a <coughs> excuse me Santa's sleigh rope match. That's going to be interesting, but I think the main event, everyone agrees, is going to see is going to pick Casey Spinelli, the BW Women's Champion, uh, in a title defense against Cat Von Cage. <coughs> Excuse me again, <coughs> and <coughs> goodness me, huh, that cough came out of fucking nowhere, and it came with a prize. Jesus Christ, um, and that's uh. That's squaring it up to be a hell of a show. Also, um, bear in mind, also taking place is Red Pro's cockpit show. Um, they've announced a lot of really good uh, matches for for that. They've also announced four participants for the Queen of the Ring tournament taking place on the 5th and 6th of January. Um, I'll, 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 I'll be there. Um, we were originally going to have the Saul Taylor Classic finale on the 5th. But this year we decided, fuck it, we're going to go to both days of uh, of that Repro doubleheader. Um, but we'll talk about that uh, at another time. Um, because I have definitely talked a lot. Um, so, <clears throat> let's uh, <clears throat> do the right thing and go to plugs, shall we? Cricket. I get fucking crickets. You bastards. Oh, Jesus. I got absolute fucking crickets. And you bastards didn't care. Evil people. Um. <laughs> okay, it's nine minutes to ten. Let's uh, get to plugs. 
And we start with our website, of course, which is kickasswrestling.co.uk. That is kickasswrestling.co.uk. Um, go to facebook.com slash facebook, uh, facebook.com slash group slash kickasswrestlinguk. I am at facebook.com slash thebossdavidlovell. L-U-V-V-A-L-L at me as a friend on Facebook, and I might add you to the group. Go to Twitter, twitter.com forward slash KW underscore underground. That's KW underscore underground on Twitter. I am at KW Commissioner. Liam Stevens at Stevens KW. And our champion is at Prick DL Hicks KW. Go to Instagram. We're going to carry on with that KW retro gimmick that we did. Um, go to instagram.com forward slash Kickass Wrestling UK. That's Instagram.com slash Kickass Wrestling UK. Go to tinyurl.com slash KWSchwag if you want some good shit on our shop zone powered by Zazzle.co.uk. Cyber Week is happening this week. Get up to 40% off t shirts, mugs, and ties. Uh, get up to 60% off posters and Christmas cards, 50% off totes, Christmas tree decorations, stickers and post-it notes, and 20% off pretty much everything else. Um, yeah, so uh, Cyber Week is uh, pretty big. Of course, we've come off the heels of Black Friday. I wonder if you're broke as I am. Um, yeah, <laughs> it goes without saying. We've got some good stuff on that uh, website, so you can get 40% off t-shirts and mugs. Um and 20% off other shit. But it's all with one important promo code. It's Cyber Week Zaz. That's Cyber Week Zaz at checkout for anything up to 60% off whatever random shit you bother to buy from us or anyone else on Zazzle.co.uk. But go through our website, tinyurl.com slash KWSchwag, and we get a little kickback. The offers are valid until November the 30th. Um, and go to tinyurl.com slash kwradio for archive episodes of Kick-Ass Wrestling Radio, including bonus episodes in the previous six series of this show. And of course, on the bonus episode side, remember I am looking to record my 2018 program exploits in the next couple of weeks. That will possibly, or definitely, be a two-parter. I might split it into the first 50 shows of the year and the second, whatever else I do up until December 30th. So go to tinyurl.com slash kwradio and finally our 2018 show playlist is at tinyurl.com slash 2018 shows. And of course at this point we're up to the final stop. So it's the run up to KW10 that we are currently on at this point in time. Um, that's all the time we've got this week. Uh, I'm just going to go into the retro hopper, as it were. Um, I've got a bit of a social experiment I want to do, actually, with a couple of um, personnel. Um, basically, take your birth date, take five songs from that year, and send them to me via DM, um, either on Facebook or Twitter, under the hashtag Music, and I might use it as a potential show closer. Um, I'll, I'll obviously give you credit and shit for happening for your parents happening to shag nine months before, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm just uh, gonna be lazy as fuck. Go to the hopper for a little bit. Um, one more thing: our upcoming shows, of course, 
December 1st is December to remember 2018. Then we've got Wrestle Empire 3 on Friday, January the 4th here at KW House. On Saturday, January the 19th, we are back at St Mary's Church Hall for our first show there in 2019, the Saul Taylor Classic Finale. On February the 23rd, we are at uh, Shadwell for Stick It Up Your Valentine's 10. And then April Duels 11 takes place on Saturday, April the 6th. More dates to be added in due course. Check social media and our website, of course. It's kickasswrestling.co.uk. That's all the time we've got here this week. I've been David Lovell. We've been recording this uh, fine piece of uh, podcast at KW House in Stepney, East London. The show closer this week, like I said, retro hopper time. Uh, Ain't nothing going to break my stride. It's uh, Matthew Wilder. Break my stride uh, because I'm so fucking retro. We'll talk to you next week. I've been David Lovell. This has actually been a go-home show. Holy fucking shit. (laughs) Yeah, it has. Anyway, (laughs) let's play the music and fuck off. Ta-ra for now. We'll talk to you next week. Another girl like you.